Welcome to Drive Time, where we look to jumpstart amazing conversations. I'm your host, Ryan McElrath, high school pastor at Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you've joined us. Now, let's put it in drive. Welcome to another episode of Drive Time, where we answer kids' questions to spark amazing conversation. This is week three with my special guest, Camden, my middle son, who is now, congratulations, good sir, you are now 11 years old. How does it feel to be 11? Good. Do you feel like one year older? Do you have any gray hairs yet? No. Oh. Did your back hurt? Is your arm falling off? No. Are you falling apart in no. your old age? No. Now that you are 11? No. Okay. Did you have a uh, great... Did you have a great birthday? Yes, did you I make, did. Did you make fun memories? Yep. Did I get you something good? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, just making sure. All right, well, Camden is with us because October is his birthday month. And how fun is it for father and son to answer some great questions coming at us from some amazing kids? But before we do that, let's get to the random fun fact of the day. Camden, what is the most common letter that appears in all of English words. What do you think? E. Wow. I will be honest with everyone out there. I did not tell him the answer. He just knew. Being 11, I guess, you know, you're uh, an expert in all of these things. But yes, E is the most common letter, and it appears in 11%, if we're going to measure, of all English words. What do you think was uh, What do you think was next after uh, E? Just, Maybe A? Oh, my goodness. A is correct. Now, what do you think is the least? Ooh, this one's going to be a tough one. Z. Mm, not Z. Mm. Oh, give you one more guess. X? Nope. Ah, those are two good guesses, though. I would have guessed Z and X. But no, it is Q. So E is the most common letter. And because we're talking about words and letters, it is October 16th. And October 16th is National Dictionary Day. Now... For all of you kids out there, a dictionary is a book with words in it that tell you the definitions. I know that today's dictionary is, hey, Siri, what's the definition of, and then your phone tells you, or the Google will tell you what the definition of most words are. But it is National Dictionary Day, so if you have a dictionary in your home, at one point, go and just give it a nice little read through. Just open the pages because the dictionaries feel bad that they haven't been opened since the Google began. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it is National Dictionary Day. But we're moving on from that. It's not about the dictionary today. It's about God's word and answering questions. Uh, so today's question comes to us from Joseph. And Joseph asks, hey, why did Jesus tell us to chop off our hands and pluck out our eyeballs? I know. You're like, oh, wait, did Jesus tell us to chop off our hands and pluck out our eyeballs? Well, I said that's pretty violent. I, you know, I would agree. So what is Jesus really saying, if he's saying to do that? But in order to dive into that context, let's look at Matthew chapter 18. Matthew 8, chapter 18 says, verse 7, Woe to the world, not woe as in, we down a roller coaster, but like, whoa, sadness. Woe to the world for temptations to sin. 
For it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom temptation comes. And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better it is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet and be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the fire. My goodness. That's seems a little, like you said earlier, seems a little violent. Yes. What is, but what is Jesus really saying? Is he really saying when temptation comes or all of those things that we need to look down at our hands and be like, oh, you know what? I don't want to do anything wrong with my hands, so I'm just going to chop them off and throw them away, or I'm going to pluck out my eyeballs. Do you really think that's what Jesus is causing us, asking us to literally do? No. No. No, he is not. But what Jesus is telling us to do, and it is very, very important, Jesus is telling us to get rid of the sin that is in our lives. So Jesus didn't actually mean that we should hurt our bodies, but he did insist very, very importantly that we should get rid of anything in our lives that's causing us to sin. Our hands and our eyes are not the things that cause us to sin. It is the temptations that are out there And then with our lives, when we give in to those temptations, that is is our sin. My Camden is very famous for saying that temptation is, temptation is not a what? Temptation is not a sin, right? No. No, it is what you, no, it's what you do with that temptation, if you give in to that temptation. And so what Jesus is saying, that there are things in our lives that tempt us and cause us to sin, cause us to do wrong things, cause us to turn away from God. And he wants us to remember that he's the most important part of our lives. And so when the temptation comes, it's like a good image is cut off your hands, pluck out your eyes. But in reality, he's saying, do what you need to do. This is so important to turn away from sin. It is so important that you do not give in to the temptation in your life. Anything that makes us sin and forget about Jesus is something we must avoid at all costs. Yes. The writer of Hebrews calls us to do that in in a different sort of way. Camden, read for us Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, we are surrounded by... We are surrounded by witnesses so great. A huge, huge cloud of witnesses. And what does he tell us to do? He tells us to throw off what? Everything that stands in our way. He says, let's throw off any hindrance, any sin that holds on to us tightly. Right? So a hindrance is something that blocks us, right Camden? Yes. A hindrance is something that blocks us. It prevents us from going down the path that we want. Yes. And so what the writer of Hebrews is saying and what Jesus is saying is that we need to get rid of the temptations in our lives. So I don't know what that looks like. For you to be part of your family, what are the temptations? But as a family, you should talk about what are the temptations that are out there that prevent you 
from following Jesus. It could be temptations for adults, temptations for kids, but there are temptations out there that cause us to want to go away from who Jesus called us to be and how Jesus called us to live. So we're not cutting off our hands, we're not plucking out our eyes, but as a family, have good conversations about the things that you might have in your home or that might exist in the world around you that tempt you to turn away and to do wrong things and to give in to your own selfish desires. So, as hard of a conversation as that is sometimes, have a good conversation, and I'll see you next time. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Drive Time. I pray that this short listen will turn into a road trip conversation with your family. I'll see you next time.